T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors is sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at intervine.com. Another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Tony Colombo here in studio with producer Chad Ellis and connected uh, once again as we continue to practice proper social distancing from his home. Uh, my partner Bo Matthews is here. Can you hear us, Bo? <laughs> I can, Tony. How are you, man? I am well, sir. How are you? I'm good. Are we going to change the name to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Indoors now? Is yeah, that what no we need kidding. To do? No kidding. I don't I'm know. Tired yeah. of it. It's kind of uh, this weekend, kind of uh, crappy weather, but we actually had some really great weather over the, throughout the week and last weekend, and so hopefully a lot of people got out into the great outdoors. I was last weekend. I I don't know if you how it was down there in uh, in uh, deep southern Missouri in the at the Ma- Matthews compound, but it <laughs> up in Florissant, people were out. Traffic was crazy. The hardware stores. I went to Home Depot. Our vacuum cleaner shot craps, so I had to buy a new vacuum cleaner last weekend. Tried to go to Home Depot. The line just to get in Home Depot was insane. The line to get in True Value was crazy. Target was packed so it's not exactly the great outdoors when you're going shopping but people were out and i was i, I think they're getting I a was, little bit uh stir crazy at this point I, I was at lowe's yesterday tony i'm telling you i felt like i was uh getting on a, a roller coaster at six flags i mean it was just like okay move ahead move ahead yeah. and nobody in that line is is keeping the six feet distance i had this old dude behind me and he's chatting me up and we're, you know, we're talking, but he's like, he's one of those close talkers. Yeah. Close talkers are deaf in this coronavirus world that we're no living kidding. in. Stand back. Right. And, uh, and, and I looked at him and said, are you here for a lot of things? He goes, nope, just trying to get uh, some mole poison because he had moles in his yard. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Whatever. It was all, I mean, not all, but it was, it was a large percentage of people going to the home and garden section, the outdoor section, just buying plants or or a couple bags of dirt and i'm not sure that that's an essential 
And and look, I'm not knocking anybody. I was there too. I was out shopping as well. I'm just. <laughs> and what saying, were you there for? I, a vacuum cleaner. But oh, okay, okay. I said my vacuum cleaner. Our vacuum cleaner uh, uh, blew up on my wife uh, last week, so we had to go buy a new one. Or I was out buying a new one. But well, there but, goes a paycheck. But I was yeah. Right. Remember back in the day when you actually did have to like finance vacuum cleaners. Now they're like yeah. now they're like thirty nine dollars. Um, oh, wh- oh, hold on. Which one did you get? My goodness. I mean, Dyson's like five hundred dollars. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I got a little Dirt Devil for probably. I didn't get the cheapest one. Probably eighty bucks or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, there was like a forty dollar one though. Um. Uh, anyway, anyway, there. People. What I'm, the point is, people were out. Like. I I know that a lot of places are still closed, but and but a lot of people were at least in my neighborhood. A lot of people were out for un, not essential reasons, just because it was nice weather and people are sick of being cooped up at home. Uh, so San, sanity uh, essential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we might be getting to a uh, we might be getting to uh, uh, a line. You know, we might be getting to that point where people are starting to say, okay. We did everything you said we were supposed to do. Now right. it's time to go back to work. We'll see. We'll see how it all uh, shakes out. I know a lot of uh, places, even in our area, are starting to uh, open back up. Franklin County is starting to open up a bunch of, uh, uh, you know, movie theaters and bowling alleys. What? And, yeah, yeah. Starting. Well, it uh, is amazing. I I saw the news. This uh, I saw the news this morning. I think in Jefferson County, where I live, uh, there's only like three deaths. Um, or maybe, yeah, I think it was three deaths and 54 cases or whatever. It's like, okay, there's 54 people at the Buckeye Farm store. I mean, <laughs> that's not a lot of people, but, you know, we're doing our best to stay to ourselves. Yeah, this weekend, uh, Franklin County opened, uh, started opening golf courses, movie theaters, concert halls, gymnasium, fitness studios, bowling alleys, and skating rinks. So... Phase one in Franklin County has already begun. Uh, but uh, it's important that we're going to have this discussion today. Uh, a little bit later on in the show, we are going to talk to Chef Jason McGraw, who's been on the show before. He is actually recovering from COVID-19. So let's get some uh, personal information from somebody, firsthand information from somebody who actually experienced this virus and um, I think that's always very eye-opening and informational when you hear firsthand how this virus affects people that had it. So yeah, uh, looking and, forward and to having Chef on. The question is, and I just asked you before we began, do you know anybody personally? And yes, we have a coworker that uh, that yeah. went through it and survived it. Thank God. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I, it's it's I don't know. I it, it's horrible. It's mm-hmm. a horrible thing when you see the news and the bodies are stacked up in the refrigerator trucks and all that stuff. But I just personally, uh, J- Chef Jason was the first person I I actually knew. Yeah. That had it and survived it. Yeah, so. our buddy Mike Ferguson, who uh, has a, a show on 97.1 FM Talk, who I've worked with for years, was on one of my other shows a couple weeks ago, and he walked us through his experience with COVID-19. And it, like I said, if you haven't heard a firsthand account of it, definitely stick around because it can, you know, you, you, you learn a lot. You, you know, you're not just hearing what some reporter uh, or some politician is telling you about the disease or the, exactly. the virus. You're hearing it from, uh, you're hearing it firsthand. So uh, Chef Jason McGraw has been on the show before and he's going to be joining us in the next segment. Right now, we need to get to our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, who starts the show with us each and every week. Uh, great to talk with you, Aaron. How's it going? 
Good. How are you, Tony? I am well. I hear you're having a daddy-daughter day? We are having a daddy-daughter day. Well, definitely tell Piper that we said hello. That is awesome. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's we I, we might go to the range. I haven't made up my mind. Hell, nice. There you go. <laughs> Yay! When your daddy owns a a gun store, that's what Daddy Daughter Day looks like. I love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's the latest at uh, Southern Armory? It's uh, you know the world changes every week. So I don't know if it's the same as it was last week when we talked to you, or if uh, if things have tra- changed drastically. What's going on at the shop? Yeah. So uh, wholesalers are still running behind. Uh, I I'm I'm just still baffled that it's still uh still this i want to say congested right backed up um, yeah i mean it's it's crazy uh jessica and i were talking last night and i said hey you know uh how how is how is inventory and she's like well uh we got rifles i was like that's that's good and then um, i was like and handguns, I go, still selling out before they even hit the door. She's like, yep. Hmm. And I was like, all right, so what do you got in stock right now? She's like, oh, like three handguns. And then she's like, supposed to get any more, uh, you know, tomorrow. This is, you know, earlier this week. And she's like, and even those are selling out before, or those are selling before they even hit the door. And I was like, that's just that's just wild. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, my buddy, that's a ammunition manufacturer. Him and I have been uh, loading and prepping as much as we can just to get it out um, to everybody. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I'm doing uh, the podcast and stuff as well to keep up with the news because the news is just a, a very brisk cycle um, with with the two A stuff. Uh, even going on with the coronavirus, it's like, wow, this is all this is all just absolutely wild. So uh, if you come in, we've got guns uh, and we've got rifles and we've got ammunition. However, it's it's a continuous flow. Yeah. So if you're you're looking for something specific, you you need to call. Yeah, and, that was going to uh, be my next question. Ammunition is it is the is the run on ammo still as intense as it has been, or is it starting to slow down? It's still it's still on, um, which I, again I'm just I'm baffled. Um, saw an interesting article uh, the other day, and uh, the other day, like two days ago, basically said that um, experts may predict civil unrest in the United States. And I'm like, really? Like, really? Like, I mean, I <laughs> I figured if it was going to happen, it was going to happen a week or two ago. Um, but they're they're basically saying now people are, are tired of the shutdowns, um, and I was like, okay, I see that. You know, we've seen photos of people marching on the capitals and they're carrying guns, and people are like, why are these people carrying guns for a shutdown? And I and so we're going to unpack that in the podcast. Um, but it, it, it's just it's just absolutely interesting mm-hmm. that people are turning to their second amendment. They are going to these Capitol buildings and marching on them and in multiple States um, and counties um, throughout the United States. Uh, the other thing that I find interesting is now they're, they're predicting food shortages. I don't know if you saw that or not. Um, yeah. The meat have... companies are, are being infected by it. Uh, Tyson yeah. and Smithfield. I mean, I was having a conversation with my vegetarian wife and she's like, you might want to stock up on some meat. And I'm like, Thanks, honey. Uh, I need to buy a freezer. 
Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a real thing. And hunger is going to be the best motivator, whether it's a good reason or a bad reason. If you're hungry, you're going to eat or you're going to feed your family. Right. And and then the other the other part of, of that, too, and, and I knew this was going to come uh, anyway, was, you know, we import a lot of our produce from from foreign countries. And with these countries that are getting affected, they basically stop the importation of everything out of these countries. So you're going to see the produce start to run out. And I've got a friend that's a manager at a, a fairly large local grocery store. It's got a bunch of chain or a bunch of, you know, uh, buildings and stores throughout the, throughout the St. Louis metro area. And, and uh, I said, you know, I'm waiting for, you know, produce and stuff to start kind of running out. And she looked at me and kind of turned a little pale and I'm like, what? She goes, well, that's, that's the call I got today was, you know, what we've got is what we've got and don't really expect much more. And I go, Oh, well, maybe I'll wander over the produce area. And she's like, there ain't a lot. Wow. And, uh, we went over there and, and it was like, yeah, this is really picked over, you know, uh, but we're not in the growth season right now. So you're not going to be getting, um, stuff that you would normally get, um, from the U S it's all being imported. So, you know, produce meat was uh, another big one, um, that I saw multiple times, so, and then, and then you've got the gas thing going on, you know, gas goes negative. So I was like, where we are, we're totally uncharted territory. And I agree with you, Bo, food is going to be a massive, massive motivator. Either you're going to go shoot something uh, like a squirrel or a rabbit, um, try to feed yourself and your family, or, you know, it's going to go dark and it's going to, yeah. it's going to kind of flip uh, the other, the other side there. And you're going to go try to take something by force. Okay. So it's and all, we're in- and we're not a third world. I'm sorry. We're we're not a third world country. Can you imagine those countries like China that have the wet markets? Tony, you've seen the pictures. You've seen the videos. What about those people? What are they eating um, in these times? I mean, we're a spoiled nation here. Uh, we you know we want something, we get it. We order it on Amazon. My wife, I mentioned, is a vegetarian. Lettuce. You can't freeze lettuce. You can't. I've got to go get it fresh every few days. It it's just it's tough. Mm-hmm. You ever try to freeze lettuce? I did once. No. When I was a younger man, I thought you could do it. It doesn't turn out very well. <laughs> well, I'm just going off her recommendation, so yeah. I'm sure that story is pretty no. much the same. Yeah, it does not. It does not work out. Hey, Aaron, before <laughs> we run out of time, um, yeah. you mentioned the uh, you mentioned the podcast. Where can people get the podcast, and and how can people learn more about uh, Southern Armory and make sure that they get out there and they visit you for all of their firearms needs. So uh, the podcast hopefully will get approved by uh, the powers that be uh, this weekend. Uh, Otherwise, you can just stay tuned to the Second Amendment News podcast on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And once uh, they hit, there's going to be a bunch of episodes that will hit once it's approved uh, because we needed a a series of them. Once that happens, you'll have uh, several of them to to be able to plow through and listen to. We're going to try to put out at least one a week, maybe two a week. Um, so you'll have, have a little bit of a, a news cycle. Plus, you know, you'll always be able to hear us on 97.1, mm-hmm. uh, Second Amendment Radio, which is really where it all, mm-hmm. all started. And KMOX. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and KMOX, yeah. And uh, you come into the store and still visit us. We're one mile east of 2744, 9901 Watson Road. And SouthernArmory.com. SouthernArmory.com. That's SouthernArmory.com.
Com. Also, the Southern Armory Facebook page is a great place to go. You talk about those early days of Second Amendment Radio, Aaron. We've been talking about this since day one. Uh, Aaron answers questions and does yes. uh, tutorials, shows you how to, you know, uh, does videos about, well. yeah, building guns, cleaning guns, all of that stuff on the Southern Armory Facebook page. So Southern Armory on Facebook and SouthernArmory.com for everything that, uh, like I said, all of your firearms needs. Aaron, thank you so much. Uh, we yes. will uh, talk to you next week, my friend. Enjoy Daddy Daughter Day. Tell, pa- tell Piper hello. I will do. <laughs> all right. Bye. See you, dude. All right, we got to take a break. Uh, like I mentioned, coming up next, we are going to talk to Chef Jason McGraw. Chef has been on the show before, and he is recovering, thank God, from uh, COVID-19. And we are going to get his firsthand account of experiencing the virus when we get back. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo in studio with producer Chad Ellis. My partner, Bo Matthews, is dialed in from the Matthews compound in southern Missouri. You love it that when I say laugh. that. <laughs> I, I, it, just, it does make me laugh. Well, we're practicing proper social distancing, so Bo is uh, still not in the studio with us, but he is dialed in. Uh, Bo, you're just, uh, before we went back on the air there, you're talking about uh, Razorback Armory. want to remind folks that our buddy Jesse from Razorback is going to be joining us in the next segment. He's also going to be joining us for the podcast exclusive. Second Amendment Radio and Great Outdoors, we release two podcasts every week. We release the show podcast before the show even airs. Uh, we release the podcast for the show on Fridays. And then, of course, the show airs on Saturdays on 97.1 FM Talk and on Sundays on KMOX. And uh, you can you can get that podcast before the show airs. That's in case you want to take the show with you as you are out and about in the great outdoors throughout the weekend. You don't have to wait for it to air. You have it uh, ahead of time, so you can just take that podcast with you. And then on Mondays, we release our podcast exclusive, which is some discussion that you can only get on our podcast. And this week, Jesse from Razorback is going to stick around and uh, continue his on-air conversation with us on the uh, podcast exclusive. So make sure you're checking that out on Mondays. You can get our podcast in many places. The best place I believe to get it is the Radio.com app, which is a free app. You favorite the radio station once you have it, and then you have everything. You can stream the station 24-7, you can rewind live radio, and you can download the podcast of this and every other show on the station. So uh, we appreciate all of that support. And uh, as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us now on the phone is uh, Chef Jason McGraw. Uh, Jason is a chef. He's an outdoorsman. He's a feral hog hunter, which we were talking about <laughs> off the air in a conversation that almost 
we almost ran out of time and took the conversation on air. There's so much interesting stuff uh, that Jason has to talk about uh, when it comes to hunting feral hogs. It's uh, an issue we've discussed on this show many, many times, so we're going to have to have uh, Chef Jason back to continue that conversation at some point because it is very interesting. But the reason we wanted to have Chef back on the show this week is that uh, Chef is, thank God, recovering from coronavirus from COVID-19 and Bo we were talking at the, in that last segment about how actually hearing a first-hand account of someone who has experienced uh, coronavirus themselves is uh, so much more eye-opening and so much more informative than um, uh, you know what you might hear from a reporter or a politician. It is because Jason is the first one, the first person that I actually know. I've met him. I've hung out with him, rode motorcycles with him. He's the first person I've known that that got it. Yeah. And so really worried. But he, he, he of course, likes to do everything, you know, bigger and better than everybody else. <laughs> so he went with an appendicitis and COVID-19 oh, at the same time. Hi, geez. Chef. God, no kidding. Chef, thank <laughs> you so much for uh, joining us. Uh, chef Jason McGraw joins us now. Uh, first off, Chef, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm I'm tired. Yeah. Um, I'm sore, <laughs> mm. um, but uh, definitely feel like I'm on the uh, other end of things. Well, that's that's uh, that's good. That uh, that's good to hear. And I know you know th- this is not a, a, a disease for anybody to get, but especially someone whose lifestyle is so used to being outside and on the go, and uh, being out in the great outdoors to be. Uh, shut down and quarantined and unable to move or even get out of bed for uh, days or weeks at a time, I, I'm sure has just been a, a horrible experience. And, and I'm so glad that you are, are starting to turn the corner on this thing. Uh, you know, we, we unfortunately don't have that long of a time to talk to get into every single detail of uh of your experience with coronavirus but i i'd love to hear what you what you are able to share with us um kind of start from the beginning like when did you when you when you first uh when did you first feel symptoms and realize that this could be you know more than just the common cold and maybe it was you know what it ended up being well for me it hit pretty quick um I mean, I hit with real heavy, heavy coughs mm-hmm. um, right off the bat um, to the point where, I mean, I would go into just talking would cause me to go into a, talking, or a coughing frenzy. Um, my chest was really, really heavy. Um, it was hard to breathe. Um, that literally happened within a day. Um, you know, and, you know, prior to that, I'd had like four or five days of just constant headaches, which is not normal for me just would not go away no matter what I did. So, I mean, that was kind of the lead up to it. Um, but once it really got into it, it was to a point where I really didn't want to get out of bed. Um, you know, it was, it was very, very weighty, you know, on my, on my chest. Uh, I was hot, cold constantly. Um, I can't tell you how many times we had to change out my bedding because I was sweating through it. Wow. And I, I've heard that the test, at least the original test, I know that there's, I think, some new ones that have been developed here recently, uh, but um, the test I've heard is not a a fun experience. What was the what was the coronavirus test that you, you that you got, and then um, how long did it take before you had the results back? 
Um, the tests I had when we did them um, were swabs down your nose, and they were not at all um, fun. They are very, they go very deep, mm-hmm. and it is very painful. Um, it was the first one. It was uh, almost thirty hours before I got the results. Mm. Um, but then I was tested again when the situation came up with the uh, appendicitis, which the reason I was tested originally was because my temperature spiked to 103.2. Because originally we were just uh, monitoring at home and dealing with um, remote um, appointments. Because uh-huh. um, originally I had called my um, my normal my regular doctor and they were not seeing people with COVID symptoms in office, and they referred me to Mercy online for that. Um, They prescribed some medication and said as long as I could be treated at home that they would not test. Well, then once I hit that 103.2, it was enough to to have them – do a test and that's when we found out that I had it. Um, so were you ever were you ever hospitalized or were you able to stay at home throughout this I, whole experience? I stayed at home. Um, well, I guess because the, I guess the appendicitis you would have uh, would have had to have gone into yeah, I had the, to go to the hospital. I had to go to the hospital for the appendicitis, but I honestly at the point that I went to the hospital, that was after I'd actually turned the corner with the COVID. Okay. Um, oh, so you, know, you, my, you were never on a ventilator. You never got to that that point, right? No, no. I, thank goodness. No. Yeah, that's good. No. Um, well, they, Tony, they, I, I do want to mention to you, Tony, uh, yeah. that the headaches that he talked about as part of the symptoms probably were all of his friends, including me, saying, dude, go to the hospital, because he was pretty vocal on social media about feeling terrible. Uh, so, Jason, you're welcome. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, while I was going through this, you know, being a chef, it's really weird because my my taste buds went to hell. Um, you know, I, I drink a lot of Gatorade and stuff, and it it made it taste like tinny, really nasty. Oh, um, you know, just eating stuff was weird. Um, it just wasn't the same. I mean, there was just so many different things about this that was different than any other kind of, like, flu or anything that I'd had. Um, I will tell you, though, it, it I mean, as rough as it was, um you know, not to, you know, take away from it, but I mean, it wasn't any worse than like when I'd had the flu or anything else, right. had different kinds of symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you feel guilty saying that you don't have to feel, I've heard that from other people too, that, you know, that they, that it almost feels like you're supposed to talk about how this is the, this is the worst thing I could have ever gone through, and it's the most pain I've ever experienced. And when it's not, it's like you almost feel sorry for that. But this is what I'm talking about, about real information, a, a true account. And everybody's experience is different. My friend Mike Ferguson was in the ICU with COVID-19, so his experience is, is more than yours. But it's important to hear the truth about the different uh, you know, first-hand accounts that people have had. So I, that's why I really appreciate you. Yeah, you you telling the your story. Well, when you, when you know the thing is, is I realize that it does hit different people different ways. You know, and I'm not in one of the high-risk groups. You know, um, I'm fairly active. Um, I don't smoke. Um, you know, so you know, there's a lot. You know, I'm not I'm not extremely old. Yeah. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not immune. Just kind of old. Bo just rolled his eyes at you. I could see yeah, it well, from here. Well, you don't have. I mean, I said not extremely old. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I'm I'm not immune compromised. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I have going in my favor on that 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 you know created my experience. Yeah. Now, had I had some of those other things, I could imagine it being so much worse. If I had asthma or breathing problems to start with, my lung pressure and everything else that was going on probably would have been hell. Yeah. Um, Game over. Yeah. yeah. Talking yeah. to uh, Chef Jason McGraw about his experience with coronavirus. Only got a few minutes left, Chef. So without having to deal with this mostly at home, uh, I don't know what your home situation is like. I don't, it, it, how many people are there, wife, kids, you know, how many people are there in the house? And what was it like trying to, you, you know, quarantine yourself off in a in a home that other people live in? Well, I mean, honestly, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a 900-square-foot house in Florissant, and I have three kids and two dogs. I mean, and a, there's five of us. I for If one of us were to get it, I don't know where we would – I don't know how we could avoid the others. You know what I mean? The garden well, shed. Yeah, You're back, no buddy. kidding. <laughs> well, lucky for us, my wife and I, we have a blended family um, where, you know, she had three and I had three. And we were able to, as this was going on, my three – stayed at their mom's house. Um, our oldest one is in nursing school and is a nurse at Cox Hospital in Springfield, so she was away. And the um, our other senior was at her dad's. We only had one of the children here that was actually exposed, so he rode it out with us. And he was the 13-year-old that's a soccer stud and super healthy, super active, and just absolutely not anywhere on the spectrum of something that would have really affected him mm-hmm. too much. So mm-hmm. it was just he and I and my wife, and she was working from home. So um, she wasn't in a position to put anybody else at risk anyways. Um, so we were able to just kind of shut it down to just us. And um, thankfully, knock on wood right now, not, neither one of them have exhibited any more any symptoms or any issues. Um, we thought my wife was at first. She started getting a headache and different things, but I think that was just seasonal allergy type of thing. So, um, you know, for the most part, we've been very lucky. Yeah. Uh, Here, Chef, here's the thing. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, uh, Tony, Tony, real quick. Uh, mm-hmm. Chef is kind of like the Chuck Norris of the chef world. Uh, <laughs> chef, how many days during the last three weeks did you not make dinner? Oh, probably three. Yeah, see? Wow. <laughs> he powered through, man. He's a great chef. That too. is, yeah, that is amazing. And, <laughs> Chef, I, I really, like I said, thank you so much for sharing your uh, your experience with us. I wish we had more time. We'll have to have you back really soon to not only talk about this, but like I said, talk about the great outdoors. Talk about uh, uh, some of your, uh, some of the, the, the cooking that you do and also some of the hunting that you do because there's some really interesting stories to be had there. Before we let you go, is there any sort of one piece of information or one message that you that you would like people to know about uh, COVID-19 that maybe something that we see on television that you kind of roll your eyes at consistently, or maybe misinformation just uh, that, that you'd like to debunk or whatever? Is there any just kind of one message 
uh, that you'd like people to know about this uh, this um, virus? Probably the, the number one thing I'd want them to know is the information that I got that I thought was the most helpful is to get your ass up and moving around. Mm. It's real. It's really easy to lay there. Um, but that, honestly, when I was laying there, it was getting worse. But I had people tell me that I needed to get moving around. So I would get up and I would just take little walks in the house, you know, even in my room. Yeah. Um, and just get up and start getting it circulating so I could try and work that stuff out of my chest. Because if not, it just settles in. And that's when you end up on the ventilator, and that's when you end up in yeah. even more problems. So. Did they treat you with, did they give you the malaria drug or the, the Z-Pack? What was, what was the prescription, if you, don't, if you don't mind sharing that information? Um, I ended up with, they didn't do the Z-Pack with me. They did um, some uh, inhalers breathing treatments and uh but i did not get the hydrochloro gotcha. whatever it is. yeah um, gotcha yeah um i i don't know that they're prescribing that much i think a lot of it has to do with politics yeah you got that right yeah no that, that so, that's kind of um, why i was wondering i know my our, our friend mike ferguson who works here at 97 one um, he, he, they, he was given it, but he was, like I said, in the ICU. So his, his situation was, uh, was a little more intense than you, yours yeah, was. I think there's, I think they're saving that for, you know, those who are at that last yeah. you know, ditch effort. Like we yeah. got to get this, you know, I never got to that point, thankfully. Yeah. Um, well, Chef, so, uh, listen. Thank you so much. I, we, we, I couldn't couldn't uh, uh, say thank you enough for uh, for sharing your story and and giving our listeners a little insight into what it's like actually living with uh, COVID nineteen. And we're so happy that you are turning the corner and starting to feel better. And we'll have to have you back on the show again real real soon. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Chef. See you, Chef. All right, we we need to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to talk to our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. That's a good song, Chad. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo and producer Chad Ellis in studio. Uh, my partner Bo Matthews is connected to. Uh, he's at his house as we continue to practice proper social distancing. Amazing stuff in that last segment from Chef Jason McGraw, who is recovering from COVID nineteen. Uh, that conversation could have went twice as long. So much good information there from Chef Jason. As I mentioned, just hearing a firsthand account of somebody who has gone through coronavirus, it, you, you learn so much more and you get so much more insight than what you get on the news and from politicians and reporters. So big thank you again to uh, Chef Jason McGraw for sharing that with us. If you missed it or you want to hear it again, of course, download our podcast. Two podcasts every week that we release. The uh, On Friday, we put out the show podcast before the show even airs. And then on Monday, we put out the podcast exclusive, which is a discussion that you can only get on the podcast, and you can get uh, those podcasts pretty much anywhere you get podcasts, but 
Uh, my favorite place is the Radio.com app, which is free. All you have to do is download the app and favorite the radio station. Then you can stream the station and download the podcast right there on the app. And uh, sticking around with us uh, for this week's podcast exclusive is our buddy Jesse from Razorback Armory, who's going to be joining us in a minute. And since we're going to be talking to Razorback Armory, this segment is brought to you by... What? Razorback Armory. <laughs> They're a full-service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. Whether it's sports shooting, self-defense, or hunting, check out RazorbackArmory.com. And on Manchester Road, a half mile east of 270, you tell them both sent you to Razorback Armory. Yeah, so Jesse, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. And like I said, make sure you check out the podcast exclusive when it comes out on Monday as we will continue this discussion with Jesse. Uh, how are things out there at Razorback, Jess? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Uh, staying busy. Uh, seeing a lot of new faces. Um, just uh, trying to service the community and keep everybody well armed. Yeah. So the last time we talked to you, you were, uh, you know, it was it was busy. You were having the the same issue that we've talked with uh, about a lot of you know, that we've been hearing about in the uh, industry in the firearms industry. Have things slowed down slowed down at all? Gotten back to normal at all? Or is it still uh, a run on handguns and ammo, just like the last time we talked to you? Um, it's slowed down a little bit. Now we're shifting gears to a problem of inventory. Um, because everybody in the nation um, is trying to buy from the same wholesalers, the same distributors, and uh, we're, uh, we're we're spending a lot more time on the phone with different wholesalers trying to make sure that we can stay stocked and, and still have product to get to everyone. Um, but it's not it's not as uh, there's not as many lines as the people you know at the shop coming in. It's kind of a I think this is the new normal for a while with mm-hmm. the amount of people we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And what about so ammo? Is that something that you can get again now, or is it still a, a wait on on getting like so, the common am, ammunition? Yeah, common ammunition. Your nine, your five, five, six, your seven, six, two, thirty nine, forty cal, forty five. Um, so we can get it, and we are getting it, and we're getting shipments almost daily. Um, the problem um, is we can't get as much as we would like at one time because we're having to spread out our orders across different vendors, which are only allowing, you know, us to purchase, you know, certain quantities. I can get case quantities or I might be get able to get two cases here. So we're spreading it out. And then what really stings us on the backside of that is they're three to four weeks out on shipping. So the ammo I'm getting today, I ordered almost a month ago. Wow. And can you? And are, when ahead, you Bob. say a case, do, do I'm sorry. Do people buy? Uh, normally, we're in the same studio, so I can I can hold my hand up. Like I got a yeah. question. Sorry no, about that. Don't um, jump in. And, and, and some of the stores that I've been in, they're limiting people to one box of ammo or something like that. But if somebody called and said, "I want a case," can they, can you do that, or do you do that? I I wouldn't I wouldn't do it right now because it wouldn't be fair to everybody else. Um, we're we're limiting to. Unless I've got a, a, an excessive quantity of an ammo for some reason, which honestly I, I don't really have it, um, we're limiting you to two boxes of ball ammo and a box of defensive ammo per caliber. So if you wanted if you wanted three boxes of nine millimeter, you can get a box of hollow points, two boxes of ball, and if you wanted to get some forty caliber and some forty five, we would we would set you up with that whole thing again. Um, but if someone came in and said they want a case of nine millimeter, um, I I wouldn't do it because I. That's taken so many other clients and customers out that I would not have that ammo to sell to. 
And yeah, eventually sure. we'll get back to that point where, you know, I'll have a surplus of ammo where I could sell you a case of ammo and it won't short me on other customers because I can replace that before we need it. Talking to our friend Jesse from Razorback Armory. Jess, I saw the, uh, I think it was the month of March, we set the record for the most ever background checks in a month. Uh, and yeah. we were hearing stories about that being uh, delayed and, and, you know, the background check taking longer than usual. What's the situation there? Are we still seeing that delay or has, uh, has have things slowed down in that area as well? So, yeah, we, we not only broke the record, we destroyed the record. I mean, I... I, it was incredible. Um, so you will. So we do it digitally. So we actually type everything in. Most people go through pretty quickly. Um, when we're going to a further review, uh, so they have to look at something. Those time frames are still taking a while. Where which used to take maybe four or five minutes, I'm seeing some of them go up to about twenty minutes. Mm. Um, but I think that has a lot to do with also some of these are new time, you know, first time buyers who've never attempted to purchase a firearm. So they may have to do a little more review on their background in that, but uh, it's not—it's not nearly the numbers that we saw in March. Um, this this April number is going to come down. It's still going to be high, but it's going to come down significantly. But uh, it, it's going a lot smoother now. We we are actually crashing their system. Um, There's so many dealers calling in at the same time, the actual system would go down. Uh, wow. We're not seeing that problem now. Wow, that is amazing. Hey, Jess, I got a question. I got a question for you, Jess. Um, what is what is the tone of your your customers, your new customers, especially when they're in? Are they are, do they seem like they're freaking out, or do you think they're pretty level headed about you know what's going on and and what they're doing? They're shopping in your store, Razorback Armory. I think the I think they're definitely more level headed. In that initial hit, and and everything was. Um, had a lot more panic to it, a lot more immediacy, a lot more, oh my, you know, like almost, uh, almost like they were freaking out that they didn't have something. Now people are realizing that, you know, having a farm to protect yourself, to protect your loved ones, um, and just for that sense of security in that, um, is a good idea. They're coming in and there's, there's more shopping involved now. We're kind of looking at, you know, some different firearms, um, and, and, and having those conversations about safety and, the hard part is now is having that conversation of where to send them to go shoot because a couple mm. more ranges have closed. Yeah. So, um, mm. it's, it's, it's not as easy to send them just down the street. We're having to have them make some phone calls and, and get them some numbers of some local ranges and see when they can get in. But, um, it's that immediacy, that panic, you know, the, the kind of, I'll take whatever you have is not really there now. The, at least they're a little more informed and they're coming in and making a purchase and they're, uh, you know, they, they really want to exercise their Second Amendment right and be able to own the firearm and and get, you know, get learned up on it as yeah. far as maintenance, as far as, you know, safety and, and shooting it, which is good, which is what they should do. But uh, it's it's definitely calmed down a bit. That is our buddy Jesse Rolls from Razorback Armory. Unfortunately, uh, just about out of time on the show. But like I said, make sure you download the podcast exclusive on Monday as we will continue this conversation. Got some news stories and some other issues that uh, definitely want to talk to Jesse about. So we will continue that discussion on the podcast. Before we run out of time, Jess, tell people how they can find you out there at Razorback Armory uh, there if they want to come to the store and then also social media websites, all that good stuff. Absolutely. So we're at 12072 Manchester Road in De Pere, half mile east of 270, right next to the tennis shop. 
Uh, tell him Bo sent you. That way I'll know to, you know, give him his yeah. credit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, in uh, RazorbackArmory.com, we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, everything. Uh, if you guys, uh, whatever platform suits you best, give us a call, shoot us a text, shoot us an email. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get you handled. Great stuff, Jess. Thank you so much. Make sure you check them out at RazorbackArmory.com. And as I said, download the podcast exclusive this week, and we are going to continue our discussion with Jesse. Thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. For my partner, Bo Matthews, our producer, Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here again next week. Have a good one. Wash your hands. This has been Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors, sponsored by Intervine. Get the best camping lanterns, flashlights, and more at Intervine.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T Mobile.com.